Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're well. Oh, you don't, wait, there's like so much to say. And one of the things I wanna say is I feel so connected to you guys right now. Like it's crazy. I think we can only let stuff hit us when we're ready to be hit with it. And I feel like this last week, the love from the podcast and everything to do with the podcast has really, really hit me. Like I am always so grateful for you guys. You know that and it's my literally like favorite thing to do, but it really, really hit me. And I think one of the reasons is cause I did actually have a Anna X Gymshark event and they held almost like a little birthday party for the Inside Anna's Mind podcast cause it turned one years old. And basically everyone who turned up listened to the podcast and it was the most wholesome experience. And this is why I'm gonna be doing so many more in real life events this year, because it connects me with you guys. It inspires me more. It makes me feel heard. It makes me feel loved. I get to give something back to you and I get to like be with you guys and just talk and connect to you guys. And so it really, really filled up my cup. And even just like looking in the DMs, like you guys are like the feedback you're giving, like you don't understand, like even if I don't reply, like I am reading it and it just means so much. And you guys are sending voice notes as well. Like it is so nice to be able to hear your voices too. So just feeling super loved up at the moment and really realizing like, oh shit, like we're, we're kind of onto something with this podcast, like we all are. So how am I doing? Let's start with that. Last week's podcast was basically, I was like Optimus Prime. I was doing a thousand things a day. I was letting the light bulb moments come up. I was on fire. Now, don't get me wrong. Sis is still on fire, but I would say it's calmed down a little bit, which I think is a good thing. And I think this is the element of going with the flow. I'm glad that I let myself do that last week, but I don't compare that to what I think my baseline should be. And I think we do this often. There'll be times in our lives we're more on our work grind or we're more on our workout grind. We're more on something. And then we expect that to be our new normal. And when anything else is different, we freak out. And I had a little moment of that going into this week when I was like, oh my God, why is my day not the exact same the way that it was last week? 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Like I was on it. Like I was actually waking up in the middle of the night having to voice note thoughts because I was having that many light bulb thoughts. I was just doing 110 things, but I could sustain it in that week because I had the energy for it. And then this week it's becoming more of like a lifestyle now. And within that, it's not as intense. And there was a moment where I was like, oh, are you like not working as hard? Or is this something that you should judge yourself for? And I was like, no, I, I really, really can't. So it was just like a good reminder of myself. Like, look, even if you know, you might have a week where you work out really well and like a lot more intensive, but it's not necessarily sustainable. But maybe in that week, it just worked, especially as women, when we have different flows of energy, depending on where we are in our cycle, there is going to be weeks in your month where you feel so energized. You might do two workouts a day for the pure love of the fact that you have energy. And there's going to be other weeks where you do not want to get off the sofa. And so it's understanding that neither one is the base level and that we do just flow as humans. So I'm doing well. There was a little few things coming up for me this week, which was interesting. I had two calls with my therapist, but I'm really great. Like I am. And I think sometimes this is kind of leading on from the last thing I just talked about is 
you know, at the beginning of the week, I was like, oh, like, I'm not quite as Optimus Prime as I was last week. And I was like, but think about where you were a month ago. Think about where you were two weeks ago. And think about where you were six months ago. You could only dream of what you're doing right now, even if this was slightly less than last week. So if you ever find yourself being like, oh, well, I'm not doing this as much, I'm not doing that as much. Okay, but what were you doing six months ago? Because I can assure you, you've grown as a human and you're doing things that you didn't think you could be able to do and now you're doing it. And so it is so much better to be in a place of like proudness and like shit, like I'm never gonna be this 100% version that we kind of want ourselves to be this idea of perfect, but I have made so much progression. And within that, I literally can only feel like I'm winning right now. If I had let those thoughts at the beginning of my week, oh, okay, yeah, why am I not doing all of this all the time? I would have felt crap about myself and I could have gone to a completely different space this week and do nothing or get in my head like a lot. Whereas I straight away snapped out of it and I was like, bro, I'm winning. If this is my new normal, if this is my new normal, I don't care if I'm not bouncing out of bed at 5 a.m., if I'm rolling out of bed at 6 a.m., amazing incredible if that's my new normal amazing do you know what i mean so that's just one section of my thoughts next section i went to an event yesterday and i want to talk about it because i basically don't really go to like influencer events for a couple of reasons when i first kind of i guess moved to london with millie i hopped into a lot of those events because i thought that's what i needed to do in order to be successful within my job I thought if I want to make it in this content creation world, I need to go to all these events. I need to show my face. I need to do all this stuff. And I think there is an element, but the events that like I were going to, there's sometimes events, especially in the influencer world, there are such a different range of events. There's some wholesome ones, but then there's some not wholesome ones. I'll tell you that. There's ones where you turn up and everyone's just like taking pictures of the fact they were there, but it's really dead. Like it's all small talk. There's not much going on. Um, it gives you like mini LA vibes, like who are you or whatever. And I don't even know. And it's like a weird vibe of like, you don't want to go up to someone and say like, who are you? Because everyone thinks that like you should know that. I don't know. It's really weird. And not even that because I've only been to like a few, like a t actually, in fact, I think I didn't even go to like that many at all of those types of events because I just felt uncomfortable going. And so I can just assess from far away. That's what happens too. But I've been to a couple to know and to know that I don't like that stuff. The other end is um, turning up to an event that I know a lot of people basically not to sound like self-centered, but potentially know me. But the thing is, is that sometimes people are scared to come up to me, but it also in a way, almost makes me not know what to do because I don't want to be go up and be like, oh, hey, like whatever. And so I try to make like small talk, not small talk, but I try to like say little bits of conversation to people that I haven't met before. But if they don't climb on top of that conversation, like I can't take the conversation anywhere. And so there'd be times where like, although I was potentially, let's say one of the main fitness kind of people there, I actually felt quite isolated because I didn't know how to hold myself or like I didn't know I didn't know what to do and I didn't like there was a scary part of like everyone kind of watching you but then yeah it's just an element anyways another reason so after kind of figuring out I didn't like it I was actually okay with the fact that like I don't need to go to these events 
the thing that matters is the things that I'm delivering on my platforms, okay? And yes, there's that thing of like who you know, but I honestly have never found that as one of my techniques. I wanna grow because who I am and what I'm doing. And if I'm gonna like collab with people on the way, it's because I like them and they're my friends. And that's that, but I'm not gonna be doing it in a way of like, okay, I'm gonna collab with someone higher so then I can go higher. Like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get higher off my own back. And so I was absolutely fine with not going to these events. And then it also came to a point of like, knowing that your time is your most precious thing. Your time and energy is actually the most precious things in the world. And there was an element of like, okay, if I'm invited to like, let's say a Pilates class event, but the travel is a bit, um, of time obviously, and then getting there and then coming back. If I have things to do and like I normally do, then I always have to think, okay, where is my time and energy best spent? And so I'm not saying this is like the way to go by things or anything, like this is just my kind of thing. Anyways, so I was approached with this event by Alex and she was like, do you wanna go? And normally it's my routine to say no, like, oh no, I'm fine. And then we were kind of talking about it and it actually kind of made sense, you know what? there was just like a little wave in my head of just like, Anna, you have no idea what this event will bring you. And basically it was a meta slash Instagram event, which kind of was surreal in the first place. The fact that I was kind of picked to go to like an, an like actual Instagram's event. There was only like selected maybe like 20 people to go. And out of, yeah, basically they selected 20 like wellness people. And it was weird because there was actually only two fitness people there, like me and Mayma, another Gymshark athlete, but everyone else was just like these people that are just making a difference in the world. Anyways, so I was obviously not skeptical going, but I was like, right, this is new for me in terms of like, normally I just say no and I don't go. Whereas sometimes when you just have a wave of like, this may potentially just bring me an opportunity. And what I've also learned recently is that you actually don't know until you try. And like, sometimes it's good to just go again and check, is this the right thing? Like I could have gone, it could have been crap. And then it would, it wouldn't be necessarily a waste of time. It would just be a reminder. Okay, yeah, still not for you these events are still not for you. But guys, it wasn't the case. It was an incredible event and not in a way of like production and like everything that was going on. It was a sit down lunch with amazing humans. And to be able, we all like went around and we said like who we are and what we do. And it was such a great energy because everyone there firstly had beautiful energy. Two, nobody expected you to know each other. It was the best thing about the event because we went around and introduced ourselves, knowing that we probably don't know many other people. Like I knew about three people going and I think everyone knew about three. Some people maybe knew more depending on what like category they were in. And it was like such a, you would sit next to someone and you'd be like, so who are you? Like, who are you? Like nobody knew. And there wasn't judgment within that. Like, oh, you should know who I am. And everyone was just doing, like I was sitting next to this girl called V. I had no idea who she was. And then she comes out and she's like this amazing woman who helps people like with studying and education and like goes to these like big deal kind of talks to like change education rights. Like it was crazy. And I was sitting next to her, I was like, oh my God, like I'm sat here at this lunch. Anyways, there's a few things that I wanna talk about it that maybe will help resonate with you because I know that section was potentially more influencer stuff, but I really noticed some moments of growth and I wanna share them with you. One of them was my outfits. Now, another reason why I don't potentially like going to events, and Alex will know this, because every time she says, would you like to go to this event? And it's not necessarily like a gym event. I'm like, I don't know what to wear because I wear gym wear all the time. It's what I'm comfy in, it's what I wear, or I wear trackies. And I'm not saying 
I don't have fashion. I just say that I like to wear the same clothes every day. And I, and I don't, I got it. I think I own like one pair of flared jeans and a couple of the same long sleeve tops. And so I freak out when I get invited to like normal people events because I'm like, I don't know what to wear. And what was really nice, and it was a growth moment for myself because I think, and Alex repeated this before we were going, she goes, Anna, you get invited because you're Anna Archer Fitness. They don't expect you to turn into someone else for the event. And I think that's so true. We get invited because of who we are and not necessarily what we're gonna turn up in and what we're wearing. And so that was really nice to be reminded. And I kind of took a double edge on it. I was like, you know what? Not only am I not gonna freak out at the fact that like, I potentially don't have the coolest jeans and outfit and trendiness. Cause I know a lot of people there are gonna be in there in their Instagrammable clothes or outfits. And everyone looked amazing, can I say, like colors, like everyone was so bright and like, oh, it was gorgeous, fashionistas. Not only am I gonna be, um, blah. so what I was thinking to myself was not only am I gonna be okay with not, I'm gonna be more than okay. In fact, I'm gonna be so confident in what I turn up in. And what I turn up in is gonna be the clothes that I like. So I put on a pair of Gymshark flares with a matching Gymshark black top that kind of looked kind of cute. I put on a white zippy. I had my hair in a slick bun. I put the little gold hoops in. I did my makeup. I felt so put together, guys. I couldn't explain it. And it was such a uplifting moment for me to be like, you don't need to change into something completely different. And you can style up what you like. And I kid you not, I had so many compliments at the event because I think within me feeling confident in what I was wearing, I was giving a confident edge to myself and I felt confident, so fun, so fresh. That's what I felt like. I felt so put together. I was walking around with a certain hold. Like I was holding myself in a confident, but calm, elegant manner. I'll, I'll let you know I was. <laughs> anyway, so myself I was, and I wasn't trembling inside, curling up in a ball thinking, I'm not good enough. I'm not wearing what other people think I should wear. Like that's generally how I used to feel at events. And so within that, not only people were complimenting like, oh, your outfit's nice, but they were just like, wow, like you, you really look like put together. And I was like, thank you. And I don't think it was either one, just the outfit. I think it was the confidence that came with it, but I just really felt in my element. And it just makes sense. Like if I'm invited as a sporty girl, I'm gonna turn up as the chic boss business sporty girl. I will, I'll turn up as her and I'll rock it as her. And so it's just so nice because I think it's such a reminder of what this whole journey is about. Something that I will keep shouting in your ears is the closer you get to your true authentic self, the better life is, the more healing, everything is because you're telling yourself that you are good enough as you are. It was a healing moment in myself to turn up in clothes that I was really comfortable in and feel super confident. In fact, raying of sunshine, that doesn't make sense. Gleaming of sunshine. Flowers gleam and glow, let your power shine. Yeah, I sing that to my plants, it's from Tangled. Anyways, that was just an intrusive thought coming in. Well, maybe not intrusive, maybe that was a nice thought. Anyways, so going on from that, I that was a moment of growth. Another moment of growth, which I just touched on, was how I held myself. Now, I can just feel myself talking a little bit fast, so I want to just take a breath with you guys. Let's just all take a breath, because I think the coffee has got to me. So let's just breathe in. <sighs> breathe out. 
breathe out. Let's just do another breath. <sighs> Honestly, we underestimate the power of the breath. Like it genuinely can shift your mood. I think I probably need another like 20 to shift something, but we're gonna continue. So how I was holding myself, I think, yeah, it was just a moment of growth because comparing it to previous years, I would be curling inward. I'd be really in my head. I would be twiddling my hands. Like I would be so anxious and you could see it. This was like, I just had a smile on my face. I was present. I had good posture. I had, it was just, I was just there and I was present and I was also okay with silence, which I think is such a rewarding thing to be able to like understand that it's okay. Especially if you have social anxiety, you're gonna freak out if someone, if there isn't conversation back to back because you're gonna be like, okay, what do I say now? Like once you realize that it's absolutely okay to just look at each other and just, or even just look away or just be not freaking out that there isn't constantly conversation. And it was so nice to actually support other people there that I could recognize that were a little nervous too. I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. I'm sure. And I'm sending so much love. Um, Ro Recovering. You guys, some of you will know her. Um, Ro Mitchell on Instagram. Lovely, lovely girl who has spread her eating disorder kind of recovery. And I saw her there and I was like, hey girl. like, And I could see she was a little bit nervous. And she said she was as well. Like, there's not me just like saying anything. And I was just like, it was so rewarding to be able to be that kind of, I'm gonna say older sister presence, but really just that kind of like, it's okay. Like I've been there before, like events used to freak me out, um, whether or not she found that helpful or not, but it did feel that kind of, you know, moment of growth. Like I used to literally be in her position. She did amazing. Like it wasn't the fact that she was like quaking or anything. Like we just talked about it and I was like, it's okay. Like I used to think events are really scary as well. And it was just so nice to be able to s support other people in that way. And then also be able to connect with people that were confident because I used to not be able to connect with the confident people because I wasn't confident myself. So it was just nice being able to basically hang out with every single person there. And so it really just reminded me that everything that I'm doing, you're doing, we're doing, it's worth it. This journey is really worth it. And when you do experiences that you haven't done in a long time and you see the growth, that is a big moment to kind of hold on to and be like, wow. I've made so much progress and we're only getting started. Now I wanna talk about the fact that you're always going to have down moments and we can't stop that. When I was like Buzz Lightyear, Optimus Prime last week, I thought nothing can get to me, absolutely nothing. And then things did and it's okay. And at the beginning I was like, oh my God, like I'm being hit by an earthquake, what on earth is happening? I thought that I was healed for the rest of my life. <laughs> like I really thought like, no, nothing can ever get to me now. I don't even know what anxiety is. Well, okay, no, it crept back in at times. But the most important thing that I need to share with you is that it's considerably easier as you go along. One thing I wanna talk about within this is procrastination. So before the last two weeks where I had this huge shift in myself, procrastination was a thing and I'm not even gonna necessarily procrastination. I'm gonna say dissociation as well. I can dissociate. I say quite easily, like if I'm triggered, 
I will either edit or I will scroll. So there's a, but it doesn't always mean that every time I edit, I'm dissociating, but I can edit in a dissociated place. Like I will just edit for hours, like short form videos, like TikToks and stuff. Um, and I can also scroll. And it was, I'm not gonna say part of my routine, but you know, if I was triggered, whether that was daily or whether I would have like a good day and then the next day it would happen, maybe it was every other day, whatever. And then last week, I obviously literally had no procrastination. I was telling you on the last podcast, I was like, bro, like I'm just on fire. And then there were points this week, I think twice or something or a couple of times, I don't even know. And the first time I was like, I didn't really realize it was happening to start with, but I kid you not, within 30 minutes, I recognized what was happening. And the literal process was, was I was working and then I was on my phone. And I just had this switch recently that like, if I just look at anybody's content, like anything, I'm kind of getting out of my path. Like I'm coming off my path in a, in a weird way for me at least, because my job is content creation. When I'm absorbing too much, and like, I think this is on a level for everyone too. Like when you absorb too many TikTok videos, you're just not able to process anything. Oh my God, I've just had another brain thought and I know it's not the most fun thing when I jump around, but I need to tell you. I've been reading this book called Unwavering Focus and it talked about information indigestion. And basically when you overload your brain with too much information, e.g. hours of scrolling or just social media in itself, like when else do you see so many faces in a minute? When you look on stories. It could be one minute and you've probably seen like 10 faces. That's not normal. Unless you're walking past the street, but you're not connecting with every single person or you're not looking at every single one's eyeballs. And within that, it can cause some sort of information indigestion. You've got too much to digest. And then what that does is it blocks your subconscious, your super subconscious. And that is what I was talking about last week. These light bulb moments. And I really recognize that. Like, as soon as I start scrolling, I am disconnected from that higher self. I am disconnected from the light bulb lady. <laughs> That's such a funny phrase, light bulb lady. Um, and it takes work. It takes me doing a bit of movement. It takes me having a shower. It takes me journaling to get back to my really reconnected space. So I just want to share that with you so you have that in mind and you're a little bit more conscious of potentially where your energy is going and what you're absorbing. Anyways, going back to what I was speaking about, I've been able to notice quicker when I start basically procrastinating slash dissociating. And it was literally within 30 minutes, which was just to be able to pull myself out. Normally it's like it would be hours. And I think it was literally so much quicker. And all I noticed was the fact that I was looking at stories and then I was literally in my head like, ooh, something's up. You're trying to search for something, love, recognition, um, company. I don't know, you're triggered and you're trying to distract yourself at least. And then I was like starting to make TikTok. So this is like the next wave. I noticed myself like having a little scroll and then I'm like, no, let me make something. So like I'll make some silly little TikToks knowing what I'm going into. And then after the TikToks are posted, I take a scroll on TikTok and that's when it really gets started. That's when I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going to dissociation. When you're dissociated and the thing is not everyone will resonate with dissociation. Some people generally don't. Like some people do, some people don't. It does have a big link to PTSD. And even if you think you haven't got PTSD, you can still dissociate. Like that's not to say that. Anyways, I started scrolling and then there was literally a switch in my mind was like, Anna, no, like I know what's happening here. And I like turn off my phone and I just like got myself out of that place. And then I think it was like a few hours. Like I'll be honest, like half an hour to recognize, but then it was like a few hour thing. I don't know. 
and it was 9 p.m. and I was kind of mad at myself. Oh my God, yeah, I remember. I was so mad at myself. I was sitting at my desk because I like to, I need to go to bed at like nine-ish if I'm waking up at five, like I need my eight hours sleep. And so I realized like, if you've just come out of dissociation at 9 p.m., you need to unravel yourself, then get to bed. Like you're not getting bed till 10 or whatnot. And so I was sitting at my desk at 9 p.m. and I was like, you know what? I just don't care right now. I, I need to, I need to work. I need to get through this stuff. Pen to paper journal. And I was getting mad at myself at the fact that I had wasted time in my evening. Like we all go through this. We have moments and then we get mad at ourselves. We're like, oh, why did you procrastinate? Why did you press the snooze button? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? And I just had to breathe and I had to go, well, Anna, could we just take a moment and recognize the fact that you got out of the state so much quicker than you used to? Like you used to not be able to, thinking about two years ago, I wouldn't even be able to get myself out of that state. It, I would be there for like a week, months. Then it comes down to a week and then it comes to like a whole day of being triggered. And you're telling me you pulled yourself in and out within two hours? Yeah, I'm, I'm proud. And so that was one thing that I recognized. And the second thing that I recognized was the fact that it was a learning lesson. It was okay. I now notice when I take a few scrolls right on the stories, I create a few TikToks and not every TikTok. Don't think I'm dissociating after every TikTok. There's just certain little ones that I'm trying to like basically distract myself with. And then when I start to have a little scroll on TikTok, I know what's going on. So if anything, it was a learning lesson of like, okay, you're noticing now what this means to you. You're not oblivious to the fact that when this happens, there's a process that's going on. And so it was a learning lesson. And it was, it was like, okay, yeah. I'd actually rather get myself out of it earlier, but also knowing that like, I was trying my absolute best something clearly triggered me. I clearly got in a place and I couldn't help it. A girl actually DM'd me the other day. She was really mad at herself that she had just been, and she was in pain physically and mentally. She was like, I feel like my stomach's about to like break open. Like that's what happens when you binge. Like you eat so past fullness, it hurts. And it really took me back to when I used to binge two and a half years ago. And I just sent her a voice note and I was like, you really need to be kind to yourself. What I just described as my two hour procrastination, that might be a binge for you. That might be so many different things. If you are involved in self harm or like whatever, you need to provide yourself with love, my angels, okay? Like you need to take a second and understand that you were trying your absolute best. If you just procrastinated for six hours straight, you were trying your absolute best with the tools that you had. And the fact that you're listening to a podcast right now, trying to clear your head, trying to get in a zone, bravo to you. Bravo to you, like, well done. I'm proud of you. And it doesn't matter what you do for the rest of the day, whether you do nothing or loads, I'm proud of you. And so I need you to say that to yourself too. And that's what I said to myself at my desk at 9.30 p.m. when I was still journaling. I was like, you did your best. And it's okay if you're gonna go to bed a bit later. You pulled yourself out of it. So that was one thing. I actually had another little moment last night. I was editing at Kroger videos till about quarter to 10. Or no, I was editing up until eight and then scrolling till 9.45. <laughs> so there was something going on there and you just, you can't be mad at yourself. 
I did go to bed not feeling amazing, but it was a matter of just getting to sleep that night. And I woke up feeling a bit better, but actually I take that back because guys, this morning it was actually so funny. I was having like anxious attachment anxiety, which I've previously talked about. It comes up when like, it's a little bit triggered and it had no reason to be triggered looking back at it now, but it just was because, okay, I'm just gonna open up to you guys because I really don't hold anything back. But some of you guys will relate. But when you're like an independent woman, and you got your goals and you wanna, and you're like, for me, this is describing myself. I've got fucking work goals. I have, I am focused, I am driven, I am doing my shit. And then feelings, ah, oh, they could, they can get onto you and they can like, just like your attachment style, boys, girls, whoever you like, like they can shift you as a person. And so this morning in my shower, some things were getting to me. And I started screaming in my shower, 6 a.m. I really hope the, no, it wasn't 6 a.m. It was 8 a.m. because I had actually just done a four kilometer run. And so I thought all problems would be solved. But in fact, I came off my run and I was thinking about things more. And I went into my shower and I started screaming to the ceiling because I've got this like sky window. <laughs> wow, I'm really laying out raw right now. And I was going, universe, what do you fucking want from me? <laughs> I'm trying my best. I'm trying to do my shit and, you're, and you keep bringing this up. Why are you giving me anxiety? Why are you giving me this thought? I was like, I was, I was so mad <laughs> because I've been so on it. And you're telling me I can be one of the most focused, driven people that I know, you know, big yourself up. And then this stuff can get to me. Woo. But what I had to think was like, bro, this was like, it gave me a little throwback to how I used to feel about certain things. And I was like, okay, you do feel like a lot better and whatever. And then I started hysterically crying in the shower. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a movie moment. And I sat in my shower and I was washing my hair so I could fully get drenched. The, the, the shower was just, you know, running down me. And I was just crying with my head in my hands. And then I kid you not, just kind of finished washing my hair and I was like, oh, feel a bit better. And no, no, actually, no, I didn't, that was a lie. I sat on my bed, I voice noted my therapist. I then cried on my bed for a hot five minutes. And then I got ready for my day, getting ready for Pilates. So the lesson within this is that we sometimes try to hold back feelings, especially if they're to do with someone else. Like, no, you cannot get to me but then you have like loads of anxiety about it. Well, that's getting you somewhere. And so like, and it is so much scarier accepting the fact that they potentially get to you again or whatever. And so it was scary for me, but actually just letting it out. Then afterwards I realized like, oh, okay, maybe that's old stuff. Maybe you're not actually too triggered about stuff anymore, but like an old part of you was. And so just crying about it, letting it out, moving away, having a bit clearer of a head, it helped, it helped. And by the way, don't go guessing who this person is. Like you're wrong, okay? So just whatever, keep your business to your own business. But if I'm gonna let you in on the on my feelings and my feelings, let's just let's just keep a closed mind on it, open mind. I don't even know. It's kind of scary though talking about that shit online. Okay, swiftly, swiftly moving on. 
and I just want to let you know guys that I do actually feel a lot better like I do feel a lot better and I can actually only record podcasts when I'm in a good space and I was really fresh in this morning and I was like bro is this podcast gonna get done and then I actually just like switched things up a little bit I actually just talked through some things and using your voice actually works telling people how you feel and just like not even telling people how you feel but just like being clear in your communication it kind of works next little subtopic I want to talk about and it's a new phrase and I want you guys to implement this in your lives coming from a girl who wasn't always able to get herself on walks I knew how beneficial they were don't get me wrong but since coming out of my eating disorder I didn't have the same I call it motivation I don't think it was motivation I think it was coping mechanism I couldn't just get myself on a walk do you know what I mean like back in the day could easily do that oh my god it was like best thing ever go on a walk Whereas these days I love a walk, but to randomly just go on a walk to make yourself feel better, I was a little bit like, uh, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to walk 10 minutes to the park, to walk around for 10 minutes, to walk back. And so within that, I actually ended up going on less mental health walks because for me, it was just less interesting. Like I love a walk with a friend or something, or I do love a walk by myself. It just takes a little bit more effort to go out. And when you're a bit of a busier person, or not necessarily just a busier person, like, you're just doing stuff that doesn't necessarily feel like it can fit in your day. And so I bring you, I present to you the work it out walk. Now listen to me, it's got clear instructions. The work it out walk is a very, very short walk. And this walk is not necessarily aesthetic. I'm not expecting you to go walk in the most beautiful park you've ever seen or to drive somewhere to a nice park or to walk half an hour to get to the nice park or the bit of greenery around you. Great if you can, but I'm talking about the road off your front doorstep. It could be the ugliest road. I don't care. You're going to set an endpoint. And so within my road, there's like, if I go like one like exit, it's just kind of like a road that just gets used for parking. I never used to like the road. I used to in fact hate it. And I used to be like, I'm never going to walk down that road because how can a mental health walk be a mental health walk if it's not somewhere pretty. But this is the power of the work it out walk. It is literally the walk off your front doorstep, walk two minutes, and within probably three minutes walking out my front door, maybe like four minutes if I'm walking really slow, it is literally a hundred meters, guys, if that's any explanation. And there's a little like clothing um, bin, like a donation clothing bin in the middle of a car park. And I just have it as my point. I walk to it and I walk back. It is literally probably seven, eight minutes in total. And the point of the walk is to make it so short and so easy to get onto because you're not telling yourself to walk 10 minutes one way and another way. I'm telling you to walk out the front doorstep, walk to the bottom of your road and walk back. And that is called the work it out walk. And this walk can be used any time in your day as many times as you need. And so if you find yourself in a stuck position or you need to clear your head, you do the work it out walk, you walk to the bottom of the road and you walk back. And I will tell you what, it will work things out. And the best thing about this walk, it is changeable. But the baseline of the walk is to walk for five minutes, you know, two minutes there, two minutes back. But the amazing thing is, and this is why I call it the work it out, you're gonna work your shit out. So if you need longer than five, six minutes, you continue. You don't necessarily have to keep going straight. I lap the walk. Sometimes I've walked five times up and down because I'll start the walk just clearing my head. I stand outside and I'm like, oh, I really need this. Okay, walking outside, no thoughts, feeling a bit down. 
then I realize, oh, I'm on my work it out walk. And I go, I literally speak out loud to myself. People walk past me and they're like, what the fuck? Anyways, I'm like, hey, hey dude, how you doing? And then I start having light bulb thoughts or just having little things. I'm like, oh, wow. It was hard this morning, but you know what? It's okay. And I just talk to myself. And then I walk back to my like driveway and I go, no, no, I need another, like, I'm still talking to myself. So I just walk back and I will walk back and forth until I've worked out my shit. So if I'm actually going through something, I will keep walking and it might be like 15 minutes of talking to myself outside with the sun shining in my eyeballs, walking down this one road there and back. I'm not expecting myself to keep walking down a straight road because we never know when we need to turn back. And so I work my shit out and then I walk back in my house and I'm settled. And the idea is that you do keep walking until like you feel a bit better. Obviously, if something's really, really going on, you might be out there for a couple of hours and that's not quite the purpose of the work it out walk. But if it helps you, then great. But it's just a new little thing coming from a girly who couldn't quite get themselves on a mental health walk when they needed to. So just pick a point at the end of your street. If you're in the middle of homework, if you're in the middle of studying, if you're in the middle of work and your brain is fried and you're just like, I need, I need five minutes. When I wake up, I like brush my teeth. I drink my greens. and I'm like, I'm going to do a work it out walk. I'm just going to walk to the bottom. I walk back and I'm actually so refreshed. So that's one thing that I want you to use this week. Let me know how you get on. Another thing that I want to talk about is a tiny thing and it's about motivation and something I realized was obviously I am very lucky to have a public platform where I get to show my progress. So within doing handstands, I have motivation to firstly progress because I get to film them and then post like, guys, I've held my handstand for two seconds longer and then like, it's just exciting. And even if nobody replies, it's not necessarily a position of like, I need that validation, but it's just like motivating for myself to be able to post that I've like made progression. But I completely understand that one, you may not have a platform to do that, but two, even within your platform, you may not want to do that. Like even if you don't have like a private story or something that you want to share it on. Now, go ahead if you've got a private story, just let people know, right? I'm going to show you my handstand progress, skip or not, I don't care. But what I realized was, this is what I used to do is just pick a friend, even if they're not into fitness, like even if it's your bestie that loves reading and they like, they really don't care about the gym, but you do, or like you're trying to get into like handstands or something, text them, text someone that you, that are somewhat supportive. Do you know what I mean? Not just like a random person, but just be like, Hey, you're going to be, um, my handstand buddy. And I'm going to share with you my handstand progress, whether you like it or not. So that's why it's good to be a best friend. Cause like, whether they like it or not, they're going to watch it. Obviously, even better if you can have a friend that wants to start that journey with you, even if you don't live with each other, even if you live halfway across the world, you can send videos to each other progressing. And the best thing about this is it's not comparing, you're not showing off within each other's progress. Like you're gonna be able to see the progress within each other. I have a friend called Amelia, who we started our calisthenic journey together. And when I look at her videos, I can recognize when she's made progress because I'm watching all her videos and I'm like, well, when we started, you held it for two seconds. Now you're holding it for like 12. Are you kidding? And I can recognize that progress. And so it might be like a really nice thing for you to either like, you can even family member, sister, brother, you can message a friend, you can get a friend to do it with you and be like, hey, I'm just gonna send you to keep me accountable and I'm gonna send you my progress. And so firstly, you have a little bit of motivation when you're at the gym to like film yourself making progress. And also when you film yourself, you can watch back and you can correct yourself within your technique and like, slow it down and realize, okay, what, when did I tip? What I look at when I fall out of a handstand, 
what was the thing to move to make me fall out my handstand? Sometimes I clench my bum and my hips drive one way and therefore I come down that way. Sometimes I point my toes in one direction and just one centimeter in another direction causes me to fall down. And so then I recognize that and I go back up and I go, right, do not let your feet go in that direction or don't push your hips that way, whatnot. So I just thought that was a nice thing to share. Now, talking about motivation, I want to talk about the greens that I have been taking actually for the last six months now. I've been sharing on my YouTube. Now, they are the free soul greens and they are also the sponsor of this podcast. Now, if you are a listener here, you'd be like, what? Sponsored the podcast? I haven't done a single sponsored episode for a whole year of creating this account. I don't really see, see a need to. Like, I just thought of it as my therapy and I just wanted to share with you guys. Um, but I'm doing a couple of sponsored episode podcasts with FreeCell, which is basically a company that I'm partnered with. They also do vegan protein powder, vitamin gummies, all of that stuff. But I am basically obsessed with their greens. And I would say it really helps me just have that sense of routine and motivation in the morning and just making me feel like I've got my shit together um and it's quite nice also because you don't have to have it first thing if you don't want to like sometimes by the time I've like drank my morning water and had my food like I'm just not quite in the mood for it yet and you can also have it at like lunchtime or like in the afternoon and I love calling it my iced greens because firstly I think the flavor is so much better when you have it iced and with a bit of lemon but me with my iced greens it's it's like another coffee but it's great because it has like 21 ingredients, like natural ingredients that are so good for you. And so I am just a vouch for it. Now you can just search up free soul and there will be a link in this podcast episode, but you can basically use code Anna to get 15% off all the products. So if you want to try it out, let me know how it goes. And it's just like a nice little ritual. It's just one of my staples in my routine and I want to share it with you guys. So that is that. Next thing I want to talk about is something a little bit different and it was an experience I had the other day and I got a bit mad about it and then I realized like it was a realization in itself. I basically, again, same with events, I I don't tend to make plans with people that I necessarily not haven't met, but just even social plans in general, one thing like, oh, meet you Tuesday, 4 p.m. and we'll do this. Like, I don't tend to do that loads anyways, um, but especially in terms of, yeah, I just I, I just don't do loads. Anyways, I agreed to meet up with someone to basically do like a little session together and I was really excited and I was like, oh my God, it's gonna be so fun. And obviously my workout of the day is really quite special to me because it puts me in the zone. It makes me focused and it, you know, sets me up for the day. Like I don't always wanna meet up with someone doing my workouts with them because it's my time to like focus in on myself. But I was like, you know what? I'll meet up with this person. And I was really excited about it, but it just actually didn't hit. I, within like minutes of me being there, because I had previously only talked to this person a little bit, it just didn't hit the vibe check for me. And the person was just saying things that like, is just not in my wavelength of hearing. Like it felt like, I don't even know, it was just not on my level of conversation. It was just some few negative things. And then just like, even just everything down to like the music we were listening to while working out just wasn't like, it was just, there was just lots of little things. And I left it quite triggered. One by some things that they had maybe said and stuff, two by how the 
work out when and the fact that I did not feel focused and in my zone. And then three, the fact that it was actually my time in the day and that I had spent a bit of time to drive there and drive back. And I was quite mad at myself and just quite tired. And I told my therapist and I was just like, I shouldn't have done that. Like I shouldn't have gone. It was a waste of my time. Should have known better. And she only replied with one sentence, bearing mind I sent her a three minute upset voice note. <laughs> she was like, it's okay. It's just for you to learn from it. And within that sentence, it held so much power. And it's so true. We sometimes have to have experiences to learn from it. And when we experience things, they're not always going to be the best experiences. And we can either get mad that it happened or we can understand that like, okay, but we've learned from it. And that's not to say that it's going to put me off of having a workout with someone new or meeting up with someone new or giving my time or spending time with someone new in that way. But it's more just like, even to the point of knowing my boundary with it, like I've learned more from it now, like next time, if that something like that ever happened and that conversation was going in that way, I think I would have closed the session short. I think I would have actually been like, no, I've actually been in this place before. I know what it's like. It's not going to serve me. I don't need to wait it out. I'm just going to say, look, I need to be somewhere or like I've had some look, nice to see you, but I need to go do my stuff. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like learning from it. There's also an essence of trial and error. And we can't know what we do want in life if we don't know what we don't want to. And so within that, it reminded me of the qualities or the types of conversation that actually interests me within a person, which is an, always a nice thing. It also builds up your story. We learn more about ourselves through other people. And so having certain experiences, even if they're not great, like let's say you don't like going out because you previously went out and just wasn't fun, drinking with people, going to a pub or seeing a certain group of friends. It had been a while and then you go back out with them and you go, you know what, I'm just gonna try. Like I've had this so many times with friendship groups. Oh my God. Like I remember my friendship group that I basically was like a big boy girl friendship group from school. And they had like low key done me wrong quite a few times. And I like, I remember I went again and it was so horrible. Like. I couldn't even be mad at myself for going. It was just like, it just reminded me, shit, they are not my people and that's okay. And so if you've previously gone through an experience where you went again and then you're mad at yourself, like, oh my God, why am I out on this night out? I hate it. Just be like, okay, great. I know more about myself. I really don't like these nights out and I don't need to try again. Maybe I'll try again in six months, see if it's different with new people or something. But right now I know it's not my thing. And so taking it as a learning lesson can be a really great thing for us. There was one rap line that I was listening to and I was, it really, really hit me. And the line was, your trash is someone else's upcoming. I've obviously heard like when you like donate stuff that, you know, it can be someone else's treasure. Like when you give something to a charity shop, like something that you don't really care about, it could literally be someone's treasure. Now, I felt that at a certain extent. But saying that it's someone else's upcoming hit really different for me and I understood it. You know when you have your favorite piece of clothing and it makes you just, you, you wear it every day and it makes you feel so put together and it's like your favorite thing and it's almost like your upcoming. It's like, wow, these flare jeans are my new thing and they're making me feel like this and I will wear it all the time and my friends will see me wear it all the time and it's just, it's your upcoming, you're feeling good about it. It might be a new gym set that you were given or that you bought and it's like you're upcoming it makes you level up into a new person 
And it really hit me and I was like, wait, you're telling me I have the power to do that? And the way that I basically implemented this or it made me think about it was the fact that I had some few leggings and shorts that I just thought like, oh, like my trash. Do you know what I mean? Like a few things I didn't really like or worn a little bit or had like a hole in that someone could very easily sew up. And because obviously the extent of gym clothes I have, like for me, like obviously the quote was your trash is someone else's upcoming. And so an element of it, it was just like things I don't really care about was my trash. But then I realized like, wait, Anna, you're actually really privileged. And some people just don't have those things. And like, that could be someone's upcoming. If they got like a pair of like Whitney Simmons Gymshark leggings, and they just have like a little hole in that you just had to like sew up because obviously it goes to a clothing bank. So they'd probably like sew it up as well. That could literally be someone's upcoming. And like the reason why they want to go to the gym more or go on like a little walk or, or maybe help out a family that doesn't have that. And it was just like so special to think about it like that and that you could provide that for someone. And then it almost like takes stuff off you as well, which allows you to have more things that will help you with your upcoming as well. Not saying that clothes have like a direct thing on that, but we all know how it feels to get something new and shiny for us. And although for someone else, it may not be new and shiny, but for you it is. And so maybe it's just like a nice little thing to Think about some things that you know are just like hanging around your wardrobe that you potentially don't really see as that valuable anymore. But if you use your brain, you would know that for someone else it would be really valuable. So I just wanted to share that. I really just wanna send some love to you guys. I am so appreciative for this podcast. And guys, do you know we're like really growing? Like it's kind of weird because I feel like it's so individual and it really feels like I'm talking straight to you guys and I feel like with this like tight tight community but like you know there's like a hundred thousand listeners a month like we reached that last month like that's crazy so I'm just sending love I'm sending positivity if you're in a hard place just remember it's a moment of growth and I will see you guys next Tuesday have an amazing week love to you all bye